welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. But let's welcome Peter as he comes up. Yeah, that'd be great. I just felt the Lord in the room and I didn't want to move. Um, but that's okay. I know it's kind of a strange one-man show today, <laughs> but... I just, I felt Jesus in the room and when he moves, I don't want to move. Sorry, when he moves, I move. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) When he doesn't move, I don't want to move. And I just felt it in the room today and um, I'm going to scrap a little bit of my sermon and just go for what I actually feel the Lord's doing. I love preparation. I love words. I love preparing and sitting and I had a whole thing for you guys and maybe we'll get to it next week. But um, I was sitting in the room and I know COVID's passed. I know it's like over and you guys are out, but I was sitting with a worship team yesterday and I was like, have you guys talked about much that like you were the most shut down city in the world? Like crazy, right? Like, okay, let me pause for one second. I'm not getting political at all. I don't actually know Australian politics at all. I don't know them. So I'm not trying to say anything that I'm about to say is not political at all. It's more acknowledging where you as a region and a city have been in. Like you were the most shut down city in the world. I don't know how they measure that, but I do know I, I, I oversee, um, my name is Peter, by the way, if I haven't met you. <laughs> so good to be here. I, I oversee a, um, a network of churches that are connected to our church, Bethel. It's called Bethel Leaders Network. And there's several, there's a couple pastors of, um, that are in that group. And I remember sitting on my computer in my house in California and they stream all over from New Zealand, all over Australia. And there were several in Melbourne and just telling me like how the, the passes you had to get, like just to go, she had to, just to get a prescription drug, had to get a signed waiver. You guys know what I'm talking about, I don't. But like wild. And in that, I sat with the worship team yesterday just sitting there. I was like, has anyone talked to you about how crazy that is? Like how, where, what you guys have been through. And I know enough to know that Satan doesn't come to steal something or attack something that's not valuable. He doesn't come to push something down. He doesn't come to steal counterfeit bills, right? He's like, he knows what's real. (laughs) He knows he's not coming to still steal little $1 bills. He's coming for, uh, I don't know who's on your $100 bill, but that person (laughs) or animal or whatever it is. (laughs) I love your money. Our our money is very boring compared to yours. (laughs) What I'm saying is the enemy comes to steal and kill that which is alive, full of life and has value and has purpose. That by right there tells me that what he's doing, I feel Lord so strong. Maybe you don't, it's okay, I do. (laughs) It tells me the enemy came to steal something that was happening in this region in this city and this church. And I, I, feel, I feel like there's, there's something that he wants to do this morning and lead you through a path where if you need to cry, cry. If you need to talk about it, talk about it. If you haven't talked about it, you probably need to talk about it with somebody in your life. I know it's months ago. I, I, I know many of you are like, we're done. We don't need to talk about it. Move on, right? But beyond that, what I, what I want to say is, even if COVID wasn't a big deal for you, maybe you're like, it was fine. Some of you are like, it was amazing. I was in my house enough to go to work. You know, I understand the, the, the verity of that. But I also know in this room, probably people in this room potentially lost people or lost jobs or had entire world flipped upside down. How, how many of you guys like my world and somewhere or another was flipped upside down? Let me see your hands. Hand, hand, hands, hands. Let me see them. Let me see them. 
50% probably. Yeah, like your world was flipped upside down. The lights went out. He's flipped upside down. And I feel like the Lord this morning wants to come in and restore something. That which the enemy meant to kill, steal, and destroy, and lock down, isolate. I feel like he wants to come in this morning and swallow up loneliness. COVID was gnarly, right? It, you know, it, it pushed us into our houses by ourselves, isolated. Maybe some of you are single in here, don't have families, or you live by yourself. I understand there's variants and maybe some of you are like, it wasn't that bad. Some of you are like, it was horrible, right? I understand in this room, there's, there's a lot of variants, but I feel like today the enemy, that which the enemy came to steal, the Lord's here to restore. And I, I, I feel like he's restoring first love. I'm gonna tell you a story really quick. I asked Mitch to play this song. It's how he loves, you probably all know it. I had an encounter with this song when I was in college, I was in university. Um, and I was sitting on my, on my dorm room floor, door shut, just by myself. Um, <coughs> I'd grown up in church my entire life, walked away from the church because I was sick of churchness. <laughs> and I was searching for the real thing. I was like, God, I need you to be real. I turned to, to partying and all sorts of different things. And I sat on my, on my, my dorm room floor, and I don't know if you know about this, but the, the Lakeland Revival was happening. It was a revival that broke out in Florida, United States. Um, and people were literally getting pulled out of wheelchairs, like blind eyes opening, like metal disappearing in people's backs. And I was watching it live stream. Did any of you guys watch that live stream? Do you guys, any, anybody in here? No, a couple. It was amazing. You can look back at it. It was a, it was a genuine revival that was taking place. And this song kind of popped in the middle of all that. Um, and I sat on, on my dorm room floor, um, struck, some of you guys know a little bit of my journey I've shared, but, but struggling with a chronic disease, a chronic um, autoimmune disease. And I, I sat there crying out for the Lord to come. And more than answers, more than um, clarity or understanding, more than my questions being answered of why this, why that? Why is church crazy? Why is charismania? And I, I grew up in wild charismania, just like people falling out into the power of God left and right. And um, some of it was amazing. Some of it was humans trying to figure out this Holy Spirit thing and how we do life together. And by nature of that, I kind of got hurt and wounded. But I sat on my dorm room floor and I heard this song and it's so simple. And you know, like the, the, the phrase you probably hear in Christianity most is Jesus loves you, right? And it almost becomes like a throwaway phrase. It becomes like, oh yeah, thanks, cool and you throw it away because you hear it over and over and over again. But cliches actually carry truth if you let them affect you. They really carry the profound truth of God. Like just that phrase, Jesus loves you is enough. And that sums up all the law and the prophets, right? Love the Lord your God, the love of Jesus. And I feel like today, whatever you've been hit with, maybe it was COVID, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was after COVID or maybe it was getting back on your feet. Maybe it was struggling to find jobs or you, I talked to somebody yesterday who lost two different jobs back to back and then now the Lord says something else totally but I feel like that which was stolen he wants to come in and restore <clears throat> I heard this song on my dorm floor and I started singing this truth that I've heard a thousand times like I grew up in Sunday school I got stickers that said it you know I came back with like a little drawling like here we are mom you know Jesus loves me yeah you know like over and over and you hear it you hear it you hear it but when the love of God enters in and knocks on your door and it knocks and you actually open your door and you make an exchange, all of your loneliness for all of his presence, all of your weakness for all of his nearness, all of his strength. 
and you start making exchanges with him, he comes in and he, he, he fills the empty cup, right? And I feel, like, I feel like today the love of the Lord is gonna come in. You've heard it a thousand times. Some of you have been in church your whole entire life and you've heard this a thousand times and you need to get smacked with it again today. Not in a violent way. Maybe a little violent is fine. <laughs> but in a way where it becomes real. <laughs> the love of God. And that which he stole is being restored. And I listened to this song and I'd heard a thousand times over and over again, he loves me. And I'd heard it over and over and over again. And I sung this song and I felt like the love of God like seeping into my pores. It was a turning point for me in my life. I feel like there's people in this room today. I, 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 I play music on purpose. I don't always do it. I'm not doing it for hype or for emotion or any of that kind of stuff, but I'm doing it because it has a key. It's the key of David and it opens up your locked doors of your heart. And right now I'm more concerned with you hearing the voice of Jesus than you hearing my voice. Spirit of God, would you come in this place? God, I can't speak great words to open up hearts. I can't come in and make the exchange for them. You have to do it, God. You have to be the one. You have to get real with them. But God, but their eyes have curtains peeled back from them. Love of God. Love Jesus. I sat in that dorm room floor and I let, I let the love of God cascade and wash over me again and again and again. And this wild girl named Kim Walker, if you've heard this song, she sings it and she has this part and she was like, some of you haven't encountered the love of God. And if you had, you would know. You would know because you'd never be the same again. You, you guys know what I'm talking about? A couple of you guys, yeah, you know that song, right? And I'm like on my dorm room floor like, nah, you know, like crying. <laughs> but I feel like some of you haven't paused and reflected on the COVID era and said, holy crap, that was gnarly. That was a lot. Whoa, whoa, baby, we are the most shut down city in, America, in, in um, the world. Or maybe even post that, you haven't looked back at like, whoa, what the, what the enemies tried to steal. Like, you guys know even some, in this church, like you guys have been through it like boxes, like have been very open with you with their journey this past year. Huh. He doesn't need beautiful, shiny things. He needs real and authentic things that are weak and need him and we grow into needing him more and more. It's our privilege to need him. He has to show up or this doesn't work. And the churches of the world really got hit, but this, this church got hit and that which the enemy stole. Oh, but God, but God, like in your own life, all this, yes, 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 all that is real. Let's look at it, let's process it, let's talk about it. Stepped in and everything changed. Everything changed. I know worship's my thing. It's like what I do. I'm a worship leader. I'm, I'm, if you don't know what I do, I'm, I'm the worship pastor at Bethel, worship community pastor. I help oversee the weekend service teams and basically anybody that plays any sort of music at Bethel help kind of pastor and with Jen. And... But worship is one of the most attacked things since the very beginning. Do you understand that Satan was the head worship leader before he fell? It says that he had the instruments in his body, literally harps and like trumpets in his body that in his being as he would walk, like music would pour forth. And that was the being that fell. 
because that which is most powerful is also most dangerous. But the beauty of it, okay, pause really a second. I'm just gonna teach for a second. I don't know if many of you are chefs or love food. I love food. The most important thing in the entire kitchen is a knife. When a chef comes to a kitchen or he leaves a kitchen, if you've watched kitchen shows or whatever, Top Chef or whatever, they bring their knives with them. They unroll their really, really good knives when they leave. They don't bring a mixer. They're not bringing a mixing bowl or all the different thousands of tools in the kitchen. They bring a knife. And the knife is the most expensive and powerful thing that a chef uses. And they have lots of different types of knives for every different tool or um, kind of act that they're doing. But when he leaves, he brings his knives with him. But a knife is the most used and valuable tool in the kitchen, but it's also the most dangerous. Similarly, worship is the most radical tool in your life. I don't care if you're a worship leader. I don't care if you can't sing a song. I don't care if you hum off pitch. I don't care about that. I care about the heart and the spirit of God alive and well inside of you coming forth. Sure, we need excellence and all that stuff we talk about as a worship team. Yeah, it's great, it's great. But at the end of the day, you're looking for spirit to spirit connection. And that worship thing, that worship knife, so to speak, is the most valuable thing in your arsenal, right? You bring worship with you into heaven. The songs you sing, I believe, will sing in heaven. You leave the kitchen with your worship knife, so to speak. But that knife can be the most dangerous tool in the entire kitchen. He's attacked worship. I'm not talking about music worship in your life. I'm talking about your heart position. And loneliness has come in and sat there and then distance happens and then assumptions happen. And that old adage of assumptions makes a butt out of you and me, right? It really does. Assumptions happen and distance starts growing. And then we get like, oh, I don't wanna go out. I just wanna stay by myself. And you isolate away. And then loneliness becomes a friend and it moves into your house, so to speak. And then you're more friendly with loneliness and being alone than you are in embracing other people and just coming and being like, yep, this is me. This is where I'm at. And I'm here to tell you today, you can't do this alone. The Father in heaven is in Trinity, Father, Spirit, Son. He doesn't do it alone. Why the heck would you think you can? It's my joy, it's my honor and privilege to need Jesus. It's my joy to say I boast in my need for you and I grow into needing you more tomorrow than I do today. I'm gonna grow even next week to needing you more and more and more. I need him. You don't look at the mighty oak tree and say, you should be ashamed of yourself for needing more water than the tiny little bush. You don't say that to the oak tree. The oak tree knows its need for water. It knows its need. We know our need for Jesus. We boast in our need for Jesus. And if you've lost sight of him, if you've forgotten, if you just got lonely, if you let loneliness become your friend, if you let isolation become your friend, if you just thought, I can just do this on my own. I'm not talking about church. I love church. It's amazing. There's a place for it. I'm talking about the person of Jesus. I will say though, the person of Jesus and the person next to you as well. And the Jesus inside of them collides with the Jesus inside of you, and many streams, all of which you are, become one river. And that's the beauty of the church. And Jesus identifies himself as a bridegroom coming back for a bride, and you are the bride, and so is the person next to you. It's the love of God. He's come to, the enemy has come to attack your worship. Worship's not just music on the stage. If this is your most profound time of worship the entire week, bummer. Worship's in the 30-second moment when you're doing dishes. 
And you just pause and take a breath. He's come to isolate. And the Father and his wisdom said, you don't have to do it alone. I'm bringing you close. The Father cheering on the Son. The Son cheering on the Spirit. Yeah, Jesus is so good. In the beginning, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. At the same time, the Word of God was, was flesh. The Word was Jesus. And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was flesh. That Word, capital W, is Jesus. And so Jesus is there with the Spirit hovering over the waters. He's saying, yeah, it's so good. And the Father saying, let there be light is still expanding in this universe from those words that were uttered. The universe is literally scientifically still expanding from those very words that were spoken. Let there be. And they're cheering each other on all together. You don't have to do this by yourself. Echo Church, you are a church. You cannot do this by yourself. You cannot. How horrible. <laughs> How wonderful. And sometimes the very breakthrough you need is wrapped up in the person that annoys you next to you a row behind you. Jesus in his infinite wisdom decided to wrap your breakthrough and your healing and sometimes the very person that hurt you. What? He comes to attack your worship. He's come to distort it. I love the songs we sing. I love it. But if we're not careful, it becomes about music and we become Christian Elvis cover bands singing a song when more than singing a song, I wanna sing to the person of Jesus. I wanna sing to him who I know to be true. You have the words of life, where else would I go? What else would I do? What else would I say? You have the words of life, God. You lead me. That Jesus putting his finger into the chest of Peter. Who do you say I am? Well, they say this, they say that. Sing somebody else's song. I don't have my own song to sing. I'm not a singer. I'm not a worship leader, Peter. No, 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 but you're a person of worship. 
your person of worship. Spirit of God, would you fall in this place? If you've been lonely, if you've been shut up in a way, if you've been trying to do this in your own strength, if you've been trying to figure this thing out and you've been just working harder and you found yourself under the whip of the enemy, the enemy drives from behind with the whip, which harder, faster, stronger. Come on, get it right, get it right, get it right. That Lord leads the open hand in front. He says, beckons, it's an invitation. The funny thing is about an invitation is you don't have to accept it. You can look at your calendar and say, oh, I'm busy that day. But he invites and beckons with a whisper. The enemy drives from behind. Note the difference. When the enemy comes, he pushes your head down into your chest. Look at yourself, self-analyzing, like trying to figure yourself out, piece yourself out together. When the Lord comes, he lifts, he's a lifter of our head. And he lifts your head up. And he says, lift your eyes to the hills. Where does your help come from? It comes from the Lord, my God, the maker of heaven and earth. He lifts us up and he pulls us out of the miry clay. You don't have to do this by yourself. But I'm weak. I'm stinky. I'm smelly. Look at all my stuff that I have. I'm annoyed. I don't want to go. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. And he says, yeah, come. I don't have any money. I'm poor. He says, yeah, you come by, eat. You have no money. (laughs) It's not religion. Jesus was so frustrated by the religious people of the day, the church-going people, the the pew-sitting, the the worship leaders like me. (laughs) He was so frustrated with them. But we don't see much frustration from him talking about the sinners and the drug addicts, people struggling, the crooks and the thieves, the prostitutes. We don't see that. We see him say, come, buy, eat. Leave everything, follow me. It's that simple. This morning, Echo Church, the Lord is creating a sound to resonate inside of you. It's not just a sound of music. Sure, it is music as well, but it's a sound of worship. It's a sound in doing whatever you're doing unto the Lord fully and giving your life, your family, your finance, your schedule, your busyness, your artificial importance of busyness. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Right now, if you're in this place and what I'm saying is resonating with you, I'm not, I'm not gonna define it really specifically, but if loneliness has become a friend, maybe even a friend you hate, but you love, but you, you wanna be by yourself and you've decided to isolate and, and run away. Maybe you're so spinning still from COVID, maybe, I, I, I don't know where it is. Maybe you're just so aware of your need for Jesus right now. But you're like, I need the Father. Why don't you stand? Oh, we boast in our beautiful need. sing this song because I know what it did for me I feel like it's going to do the same for you and I feel like it's going to echo in your worship it's going to echo in your Sundays but more than just your Sundays it's going to echo in your Monday to Saturdays in your family time sitting around the table where you welcome the Holy Spirit to come in and sit with you yeah Holy Spirit right now we give you our need 
We give you our loneliness. We give you our pride and our, I can do this on my own. We give you our busyness. We give you our, our, our frustration, our anger. We give you our, our isolation. Whatever it is right now, name it. I really want you to like put it on your lips. Just like put it on your lips right now. It's under your breath. Just name whatever, whatever it is. Go ahead, put a name to it. You gotta own it for a second. You can't sell something you don't own. If it's not yours, then you can't post it online to sell. You have to own it. So just name it, name it for a second. the love of Jesus to come in, the love of God to come in and wash right now. I literally feel like, like mental, um, like there's like even a battle for like this sound mind. It's like there's battle for, for this mind in this place. There's even a lot of people who've like been hit with, with, um, with mental challenges, potentially even like chemical imbalances, all those sorts of things that are so real. But I feel like he's gonna like reshift and realign um, just mental conditions right now. Things in your soul, your, your mind, your will, your emotions. He's gonna start healing some of those things. Yeah, let's just sing this together. You okay, Mitch? <laughs> he is jealous for me. He loves like her. I am his tree, bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions are eclipsed by glory. And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. Sing it. Oh, how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us so. Sing it again. Sing oh. Holy Spirit, right now, would you come and make exchanges for loneliness? Would you bring the Trinity of God around us right now? Holy Spirit, God, where we've been by ourselves right now, would you move in close? Oh, Holy Spirit, if you're addressing heart issues right now, would you address the heart issues right now? Come in with your swift and beautiful and kind correction. Spirit of God, we repent right now for making this complicated, for making church so complicated. God, right now, would your simple love of Jesus be the thing that resonates in our bones? It comes out in our conversations at gas stations and at restaurants and with conversations with people all around us. Would the love of God permeate and saturate? Love of God, would you come in right now to make an exchange with him? All of my rags for all of his riches, my shame for his beauty. He is our portion and he are his prize. 
drawn to redemption by that grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Let's sing it again. We're his portion. And we are his portion and he is our prize. We're drawn to redemption by that grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Oh, let's think. So heaven, so heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And my heart turns violently inside of my chest. And I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way He loves us. Know how He loves us. Know how He loves us. Know how He loves. loves. Yes, sing it with me. He loves. church or if you're visiting from another church would you be marked with the worship in your bones in your vocal cords in your mind at your job would everything when done unto the Lord is worship and Peter in the New Testament says now you are a royal priesthood you that means you yes I'm talking to you yes you are a royal priesthood meant to minister before the Lord whether you're in a law office or in the hospital whether you're at home teaching your kids, 
or you're in a little argument and you just need to find the Lord again. We find you, God. We remember you, Jesus. We remember ourselves. We remember ourselves back to you, back to you. Become a member again of your body, back to you. We remember you, Jesus. In our jobs, in our lives, we remember you, God. God, right now, would a love, the, the, the violent love of Jesus infect where COVID sought to infect, God, would you infect? Would your spirit of God, this the most communicable thing in all of the earth, oh, the most spreadable thing in all of the earth, would that love of Jesus permeate and saturate? Ooh, would it satiate and overwhelm? Love of God. Do something that only you can do in this church, in this house, in this region, in this city. Would signs and wonders break out because of the people who are so in love with you? Oh, I can't hold it in anymore. I got to tell my waiter. I got to tell the person in line. Would the love of God so overwhelm and simplify? My eyes are set. My eyes are set. schedule and oh I just miss this I miss that I miss whatever he is not late he is right on time remember he holds sculpted and created time he's not late and if he's not late you're not late because he wastes nothing nothing does he waste bless you guys <laughs>